Have you ever had high expectations for someone and they completely failed you? Well, uh, that's how I feel about the Devils in regards to their new sweaters. And also, the Devils got a big win against the Lightning. And we were able to put Thor's hammer down on them in period number three. Also, the Lightning blew a 3-1 to lead. We have a lot to talk about this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Alrighty now, what is up New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 6.53 p.m. Eastern Time, November 22nd, 2021 at the time of this recording. So, guys, uh, first and foremost, I want to apologize in advance if my voice sounds a little quieter, uh, if it sounds a little scratchy, and if it goes in and out at certain parts. Uh, over the weekend, I kind of used my voice a lot, so I announced uh, a couple big hockey games for my college. You, you guys know I love doing what I'm doing, but I'm going to do something special for you guys. I'm going to play a clip from um, uh, one of my games that I did over the weekend. This was uh, the game in which we were able to beat Trine University. Uh, there was a few seconds left in the game, so it was it was tied, and someone got the game-winning goal on a two-on-one um, odd-man rush, so here it is for you. Now two on one, breaking out, Luciani and Mo charging on in, over to Mo. and Mo's mother mercy, he scores! Three and two, Adrian College with less than a minute remaining. Oh my goodness! Rex Mo with the go-ahead goal, impossible game winner. Everyone is hyped. So you kind of see why my voice was a little shot uh, after that and also uh, why it's really not up to par currently. And also I went to uh, the Detroit Pistons and the Los Angeles Lakers game a couple days ago. Yes, that was the one in which LeBron James got ejected in. Yes, I've seen the news. I've seen my Twitter. I am blowing up but not in a good way right now and I stand by my stance that's why you know the tweet is still there but I, I don't care at the end of the day and you know I also cover the Lakers for belly up sports so I did see the fight and you know was I a little disappointed that LeBron got ejected yes but at the same time I think I witnessed something pretty cool but you know that's just me but uh, let's talk about the NHL and specifically the New Jersey Devils because this is locked on Devils so uh, I don't know where to start for the New Jersey Devils because we could talk about their big win against the Tampa Bay Lightning we could talk about their upcoming game against the Minnesota Wild. Uh, we could talk about those god-awful uh, third black uh, alternate jerseys that Adidas uh, has supposedly leaked to the internet. I, I don't know where to start because the Devils don't have a, another game for a few days, but uh, you know there's still a lot of content to cover. So I guess let's continue from the last episode in which I talked about um, my initial thoughts of a potential black jersey and how I think it should look like, what color schemes would work, what color schemes won't work. So uh, it's been released and I must say I was very disappointed because I was just like, okay, we're going to get a black jersey. There's so much we could do with it. You know, red goes really well with black, but I said it can't just be red and black. It, there needs to be some white in there and boy howdy, they put a lot of white in there, like a whole lot. And I was just like, this is the jersey we get like we we've been anticipating this for years and the day comes that we get a third alternate jersey and that's the end result i i don't know guys personally i hate it i think it looks like a 
a either a practice jersey or it's one of those jerseys you get at like a at a college store and you wear it to like a fraternity uh, party or whatever the case might be. I should know I am in a fraternity, so I've seen uh, you know jerseys like that. It, it literally just says jersey on it. Yes, we're the New Jersey Devils, but when I look at that jersey and five years from now I see someone wearing it, I don't automatically think of the New Jersey Devils, and I don't think uh, the person who casually watches hockey will automatically think of the New Jersey Devils either. But you know when I'm looking at this jersey. All I see is just really a practice jersey and, you know, maybe uh, one of those jerseys you might see in a store just for jokes, just to say, hey, look, I'm wearing a jersey. Get the joke, guys. You know, that that's what comes to my mind. Am I being very specific in my overall example? Yes, but, you know, that that's just what I first thought initially so when looking at the jersey there's just too much blank like it, there's a lot of black look I get it we wanted a black alternate jersey but there's so much you could have done with it to make it better and you know it all it says is jersey with you know some red highlights at the bottom and uh, the primary color is white so I, I said do something red and black but you know add some white in it just to give it some more pop they did the exact opposite they made white the primary color and then they tried to make the red the color that makes it pop and it doesn't work in this instance it, it, it just doesn't like I, I talked about how red and black goes really well together and I was seeing so many concept jerseys pop up on Twitter or Instagram and I was just like okay the New Jersey Devils there's absolutely no way they can screw this up but you know like in a bunch of tweets I've seen recently you know when we have high expectations for the Devils they completely falter them so when looking at it it just looks very plain doesn't really look original just looks like a practice jersey yeah we've been over this already so apparently uh and i didn't know this and i'm not sure if uh this is confirmed or denied but according to sportslogos.net they said that the inspiration comes from uh the 1930s newark bulldogs team now here's the thing why are we throwing it back to that specific team like i'm looking at the newark bulldogs from the 1930s and i i guess that's where the inspiration comes from because you know there's so many white stripes it's a black jersey but there's just so much you could have done with it what why that one like is it just me or or am i alone in this i i don't think i'm alone in this but overall i i just don't really like it i don't like uh the jersey that we decided to go with i don't like the concept i don't like the originality i get there's a story behind it like many other jerseys but you know i i just don't like it in this case now a lot of people last year didn't like the reverse retro jersey because the primary color was green and a lot of people were just like you know green doesn't go with the new jersey devils but that's because uh you know they didn't know the background story as to why the new jersey devils' original colors were you know red white and green it's because i said it on this show before but it's been over a year since i said it so i'll say it again we're not named after satan i know like you know nj devil he's sort of like a satan like character but that's very misleading as to the originality of where our name originally came from so uh, we're named after the Jersey Devil, which is a mythological creature that resided in the southern part of New Jersey. Kind of looks like a kangaroo, a horse, a bat, you know, things of that nature. It's like a very weird creature. And it was so big, uh, I believe, in the 1920s that, you know, people were putting out bounties for this animal. They said, if you can find this animal, we'll give you so and so money. The Philadelphia Zoo was trying to go after this uh, animal. And, you know, a lot of people were scared uh, of it that uh, schools, businesses, and you know uh, families were instructed to stay home or shut down completely so 
you know, that that's the backstory as to why we're named uh, the New Jersey Devils because this uh, mythological creature resided once again in southern New Jersey in a specific place that is primarily just green fields. So that's why green was originally in our color scheme, and that's why I like the reverse retro jersey. So for anyone who thought it was just, you know, random Christmas colors for the New Jersey Devils, that's not the backstory. Now, going back to this specific uh, jersey, I just don't get why are we throwing it back to a 1930s Newark Bulldogs team. Like, I just really don't get that. Like, it, is it a certain anniversary that a key player recently passed? I, I highly doubt that. But still, you know, it, it, I'm missing something, and I don't really know what it is. And I think a lot of people are missing the concept of it uh, as well. Like I'm seeing on Twitter, I'm seeing a lot of, like, hate and flack for it. But at the same time, I think I took the extra step, which is, you know, trying to see where the inspiration came from and maybe, you know, be a little more understanding of it. Because I remember uh, when the Oklahoma City Thunder, an NBA team, they released uh, one of their alternate jerseys, and I thought they were hideous, but then I realized that they were throwing it back to the Oklahoma City bombing that happened in the 1990s. So I was just like, oh, okay, so I can't really, you know, hate on this jersey because it's tr trying to commemorate a tragedy. So that's why I tried to do research on this jersey before I, you know, completely bash on it. You know, is there a historical meaning behind it? Like, is there an anniversary of a tragedy? Things of that nature. So, because, you know, I don't want to be insensitive to the people who were involved or the people who continue to be involved, but it doesn't look like that's the case. So, like I said, uh, named after a 1930s Newark uh, Bulldogs team, and I think this jersey is the real deal. I don't think Adidas or the Devils have officially released anything, but a few leaked pictures have uh, surfaced on the internet. So, those are my initial thoughts which is I just don't like it it's not my personal cup of tea hopefully when we see like a real image released by Adidas and maybe the Devils maybe the image will be a little better but I highly doubt that but let's go from bad news to good news so uh, it kind of involves uh, the black jerseys just a little bit so Amanda Stein snapped a picture of Jack Hughes at practice so she revealed that Jack Hughes is once again contributing in practice with the Devils however he is right now doing non contact kind of stuff but you know he's making the slow progression of getting back onto the rink once again and I, I can't wait to do actually do an episode when, once he gets closer to returning because you know Dawson Mercer has been doing well Nico Heizer kind of needs to step up his game a little bit and then we got Jack Hughes coming back it's really going to make things interesting as to see who's going to be the top centerman who's going to be uh, on the second line and who's going to be the th on the third line because I'm, I'm actually interested to see what's going to happen to Heizer Hughes or Mercer so does Mercer get put onto the third line just because you know he's a a rookie does Nico Heizer get put onto the third line just because he's been struggling or do we put Jack Hughes on the third line because he's missed uh, a majority of the season so far and we just want to slowly get him back into the swing of things and maybe you know put Sharon Govich or uh in alongside with them to see if they can rekindle that magic that they had towards the end of last season so it's going to be very interesting because you can really make an argument for either case but ultimately I, I can't wait to do a full-fledged episode on that but Jack Hughes is back to practice it's non-contact but you know just making that slow progression to getting back because we need him we need all hands on deck and hopefully he returns I believe first week of December don't quote me on that I don't have an official timeline but that's what I've been hearing now Jack Hughes was seen wearing uh, some interesting socks as pointed out by Amanda Stein and from the looks of it it looks like they are black white 
and also maybe a little bit of gray like like i said guys color is very subjective so that's overall what i've been seeing but it looks like those socks are going to go with uh the jersey that was released a couple days ago or not released a couple days ago but leaked a couple days ago uh, but people have been ordering it and i feel so bad for the people who have already placed their order because i don't think they're going to be able to get their money back but i, I think this jersey like uh like i said this kind of ties into uh, the first subject of the day, which is I, I think this jersey is the real deal. I don't think there's any uh, turning back. I, I I think like this is legitimately going to be a new black alternate jersey for the Devils this season. And uh, quite honestly, guys, I know there's a lot of disappointment in the air. I know I'm disappointed, but uh, I think Jack Hughes has just confirmed my suspicion. And uh, like, like I said, Amanda Stein just basically teased at the idea of like the sock choice was interesting could be completely random maybe it doesn't go with the jersey at all maybe it's just something he found in his locker room I, I don't know what the case might be but you know the fact that Amanda Stein had to point that out I found that quite interesting and just based on the color scheme it might go with the jersey so uh like I said final thoughts it's the real deal so before we move on to the next subject because I really want to talk about that big win that we had against the Tampa Bay Lightning I want to give you guys the first and second live reads this morning so the first one comes from Direct TV so does this sound familiar you've got one device that lets you catch a game live another that lets you stream your favorite shows you're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff well I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together it's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place that means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again and the best part there's no annual contract so get rid of that clutter and the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com compatible device required content varies by package and now the second live read this morning comes from built bar so i love thanksgiving all the good food and treats and plenty of them but maybe you want a yummy dessert but isn't so full of calories and sugar it's a perfect time for a built bar built bar is the new holiday dessert everybody so Feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut built Bar. Or go for a raspberry built Bar instead of the raspberry pie. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie. So they have low-calorie, low-carb, low-fat, high-protein covered in 100% real chocolate. Built Bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a built Bar or two. Share some at your family gatherings. It'll make things a little less awkward. Maybe Aunt Betty hasn't tried a built Bar yet. So new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a built Bar Black Friday. Mark your calendars. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So the offer is go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 50% off your order. Again, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. Now, let's talk about that uh, win that the New Jersey Devils had against the Tampa Bay Lightning. So I know it was a couple days ago. I know we've all had the chance to digest it and just overall sit back and just say, did that really just happen? Did we really just upset the Tampa Bay Lightning? Because I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. A couple days ago, like I, I didn't make a prediction but I was trying to keep my expectations anywhere from modest to low for the Devils because I just thought there was no chance that we could beat uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning and if you look on the opening faceoff, Dawson Mercer actually slipped on his own skates and fell and then the Tampa Bay Lightning took possession of the puck and I was just I was like oh boy it's gonna be one of those games for the Devils we're already off to a pretty funny start but they were able to score 
four unanswered goals all in period number three against the reigning two-time champions so that was obviously impressive and if that doesn't spark up the New Jersey Devils I don't know what else will so uh fun fact coming into this game the Lightning were 30-0-2 when leading after the first two periods of play and who snapped that streak who would have thought the New Jersey Devils and also according to the Lightning announcers uh before puck drop the Lightning were on a six game point streak at home and the New Jersey Devils snapped that streak as well so the Devils were able to kill two birds with one stone and the, the fact that the Lightning were 30-0-2 when leading after the first two periods of play uh, th- that's pretty impressive because like I said it's it's against the Tampa Bay Lightning the reigning two-time NHL champion so the fact that New Jersey Devils once again were able to score four unanswered goals in period number three and by the way the Lightning blew a 3-1 to lead those always suck just ask the Toronto Maple Leafs just ask the uh, Golden State Warriors blowing a 3-1 to lead is never a fun thing to do however the Lightning were just leading 3-1 in this game and I guess you could count it that they blew a 3-1 lead maybe this will go under one of those memes but overall I'm just so proud of the overall effort put up by the Devils organization and uh, the fact that Sharon Govich was finally able to get going because he was able to score a couple nice goals against uh, Valeski who is you know probably one of the best goalies in this generation not only that P.K. Subban is also making somewhat of a great impact did you see that tape to tape pass he had to Jimmy Vesey and and Vesey was able to just go for the backhander and score and overall that that was another big booster for the Devils as they were able to tie that game Dawson Mercer uh, prior to that was able to make a a very nice move go deep into the zone and he was able to just uh, I guess fool Valeski just a little bit because you know Mercer was just you know bobbing weaving through traffic like a race car driver here he comes on the far side and he just goes deep on in Valeski just tries to you know uh get the puck away from him because you know he was close enough to do that but Mercer stayed with the puck and was able to just force it right underneath him and get the goal and I was going crazy albeit I was at work so I couldn't go crazy like I normally do but that was a great uh play by Dawson Mercer and he continues to just prove why he's one of the best rookies uh this year and why he is is a dark horse for the Calder Memorial Trophy. I promise you guys, I will do a full-fledged episode on that matter sometime in the future. I, I just want to plan it because I really want it to be good, and I want to bring in a few people to discuss their overall opinions on the Calder Memorial Trophy race. But getting a little off subject, just a great overall team win by the New Jersey Devils. But let's talk about the goalie situation for the Devils because I got to give credit when credit is due. Because I was kind of giving Blackwood a tough time a couple episodes ago after that Florida Panthers loss, just because. Because, you know, I, I said that Blackwood didn't really bring out his A game. It looked like he got off to a slow start to begin it because that goal given up to uh, Joe Rutta, I didn't feel like it was the best shot in the world. I just think it just went right past Mackenzie Blackwood. But, you know, that that's... Uh that that's my personal opinion but overall Blackwood just put up a great effort and he was able to save Ty Smith so Ty Smith um, had a defensive lapse and uh, let's just say it was a very 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 favorable uh, odd man rush in favor of the Lightning because it was two on none seriously two on one not one-on-one like not like uh, a, a skater and then Blackwood no it was two on none like seriously so Blackwood was in deep 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 trouble it would have been so easy for the Lightning to go back door and I'm just like oh boy they're about to score they're about to score but then Mackenzie Blackwood was able to defuse it make the stop and 
we're, that's why to this day no one is really talking that bad about Ty Smith, but I will talk bad about him, uh, I, I believe, in tomorrow's episode just because uh, we, we need to talk about what Ty Smith is not bringing to this team right now. And I'm starting to get a little concerned because he's not off to a great start for his sophomore uh, year campaign. I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks, but no one's listening to me. They, they really should consider making uh, Smith a healthy scratch just because I don't think uh, the contribution is going to be enough from him. But uh, overall, Mackenzie Blackwood also was uh, able to make another big save against uh, Point because Point got a penalty shot and he almost went bar down on Blackwood. I won't say it was the best stop by Blackwood. I think he just got really lucky. So, uh, like I said, Point got a penalty shot. He let a shot go on Blackwood, and I thought it went bar down and went right past him, but uh, it, it rattled on out. So, uh, you know, like I said, Blackwood did stop about, like, I'd say anywhere from 80 to 85% of that shot, but I think overall just physics played into the favor of Mackenzie Blackwood, but still, got to give credit when credit is due. Mackenzie Blackwood overall Overall, great performance from him and yeah just a great team win by the New Jersey Devils because that's the kind of win they needed that's the kind of spirited uh, performance you, you'd like to see from them especially since you know they got a couple uh, big games in store for the rest of the way because you know we got to play the wild and then we got to play the Predators but luckily for the Devils the wild actually lost their most recent game uh, to the Tampa Bay Lightning in a shootout so uh, that that certainly can be a momentum booster for the Devils. So if we can beat the Lightning like that, I, I, I give the Devils no excuse. So I'm glad that we were able to snap our three-game losing skid and finally get back into the two-points category. But remember, you are not out of the forest yet. The job is not finished. So the fact that the New Jersey Devils were able to get uh, a couple big wins against the Panthers and also the Lightning, uh, if they're not turning heads already, they should do so right now. So I'm not sure if you guys heard uh, when I appeared on Locked On NHL, but Gil of Locked On Islanders asked me, like, uh, who has been the biggest surprise for the Devils? Like, why are they turning so many people's heads currently? And I just said, it's because of Dawson Mercer. Because right now, Dawson Mercer, a rookie, is leading our team in points. We're also getting some solid contributions from Pavel Zaka. And the fact that we were able to have a few spirited uh, performances, like I just mentioned, against the Panthers and the Lightning, should really be a confidence booster. And this game was played on Saturday, and the next Devils game is on Wednesday. So they've had a little bit of a break. But there's just so much we could talk about uh, during these next couple of days because we could talk about the overall impact from Dawson Mercer and how a rookie once again is really ma- leaving his mark on this organization because we talked about Sharon Govich and Smith uh, being you know one of the best players on the roster last season and then we talked about the solid contribution that we got from Pavel Zaka and we're getting it again this year and then we're talking about Mackenzie Blackwood uh, just trying to earn his respect because I firmly stand uh, by this statement that I've made many times on this show I believe if all goes well for Mackenzie Blackwood, he certainly will win a Vesna Trophy. Maybe not this year, maybe not next year, but sometime in the future. I firmly believe that he is Vesna Trophy worthy, but he just needs an overall better team around him. Not a knocking on the New Jersey Devils, but we're not at that level quite yet, but we're getting there. So I firmly do believe that Mackenzie Blackwood will win a Vesna Trophy or two by the time his career is done. He's still relatively young, but you know, it, once again, we're having that same conversation 
conversation that we had last season. Can uh, Mackenzie Blackwood potentially win a Vesna trophy? But overall, you know, there's so many other things that we could talk about, like Sharon Govich and Smith, not really off to great starts to their sophomore year campaigns, but Sharon Govich was able to break through a little bit against the Tampa Bay Lightning by scoring his first two goals of the year. If you were to tell me that Sharon Govich wouldn't get his uh, first uh, couple goals until uh, late November, I would have just laughed at you and said, yeah, he's going to get it within the first uh, or second game of the year uh, because he was doing so well in preseason for us. But, you know, that's just how the way the tide works, I guess. But uh, for Ty Smith, it's just like we're, we're waiting for that overall impact from him. But his numbers, not really looking good, whether it's like uh, the basic stats or the advanced analytics. So far, Ty Smith, he needs to step it up a little bit. Otherwise, we might need to give him the same treatment that we gave Sharon Govich. And then uh, for P.K. Subban, look, I know P.K. Subban has caused controversy this season. I know there's a lot of people knocking on him. And, you know, I know the Rangers pretty much hate him. I, I think he's, you know, one of the public enemies amongst that organization for at least this year and possibly next year. I'm sure uh, people will get over it. But at the same time, it's just like uh, P.K. Subban is actually putting up some solid contributions and he's on pace to have his best year uh, so far with the Devils. And uh, th that comes at a very good time for him because he's going to be an unrestricted free agent after this year. And I talked about it on this show before, but I think we should give P.K. Subban another chance, obviously for a much, much cheaper deal. But I wouldn't mind bringing uh, P.K. Subban back to our organization because I feel as though his contributions and what he's doing this year uh, I wouldn't mind having that on our bottom four uh, defensive pairings. And, you know, like I said, uh, with the acquisition of Dougie Hamilton and also Ryan Graves, I said that expect some more contribution from P.K. Subban because the pressure is taken off of him and he no longer has to worry about being our best defenseman because I guess he can't be the go-to option anymore. But, you know, that pass that he set up for Jimmy VC, that was beautiful. That was beautifully located. I want to see more of that from P.K. Subban because I talked about it uh, before the start of last season, I said if P.K. Subban wants to be successful, he needs to just trust his teammates and pass it to them. He can't just take it upon himself to do all the heavy lifting. Otherwise, he's going to fail. So, uh, you know, I said pass it to Jack Hughes. Pass it to Nico Heizer. Let them go to work because, you know, the advanced analytics spoke for themselves in, in regards to just P.K. Subban's best contributions came from when he was passing the puck a little bit more and not freezing and then just uh, taking a slap shot at the point. That doesn't uh, really help us in that regards. But I think P.K. Subban, I, I think it's we're getting to that point where we start to appreciate him just a little bit more. I know we've been, you know, thrashing on him. I know we've been bashing him. I know we've been calling him out, but I think it's gotten to the point, guys, where we have to respect P.K. Subban now. But, you know, uh, it took me a while to convince you guys to show more respect for Zaka. And look what he's doing this season. Look, he's not going to be on the level of Marner, McDavid, or Eichel. It's not going to happen. Like, or Hannafin, for that matter. And I know Hannafin is a defenseman. But it's not going to happen, guys. We just got to face reality. But, you know, for what we have him for, I think he's putting up some solid production. So let me know what you guys think. But overall, that's my initial thoughts from uh, the win against the Tampa Bay Lightning. There's just so much we could talk about, but just so many topics I can't fit into one episode. I, uh, you know, told you guys my overall opinion uh, about the new uh, jerseys that are going to be released. And quite honestly, I don't really like them, but, you know, I think I've ranted on that enough. But overall, you know, I wanted to end on a positive note. So the Devils winning against the Lightning. 
big win for us, and hopefully we can use that as momentum in our next game against the Minnesota Wild. I'm looking forward to playing hockey once again because, uh, like I said, the last game we, we, we played was on Saturday. Uh, this episode will go live on Tuesday, and I'm recording this episode on Monday, so still uh, waiting for some time before we finally, finally, finally get back to a game. It's been a long time. I don't know how I survived two weeks uh, when we had to quarantine last year due to a COVID outbreak amongst our organization, but still a lot of fun. So let me know what you guys think. Thanks for listening. Uh, That's all the time I have for you guys today. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening and go Devils.